Hi everyone, this is Endabusi here, bringing you another episode of Reframed by us at Mustard. Reframed is a content series in which we, an Africa-focused venture agency, explore topics with interesting guests from around the world with the intent of reframing our current thinking about ventures, brands, and Africa. We drop a new episode every Wednesday, which we would love for you to follow on Spotify, Apple, or your podcast player of choice. Furthermore, if you resonate with our podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and review and share it with others who you think might share your thoughts. Doing this will help us grow and work towards our broader mission at Mustard, which is to build better brands and better perceptions for Africa. For now, I'll leave you with today's episode. Uh, hey, David. Thank you very much for joining. Um, Hi, NBC. It's great <laughs> to be here. <laughs> so it's 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 quite interesting because we we haven't actually we haven't known each other for long, yes. and we had we've had one interaction in terms of video call and what have you. We live on absolutely other side of the world, opposite sides, opposite yep. side of the world. <laughs> you know, UK and the US. However. Mm-hmm. We had an extremely passion-filled conversation, yeah. Um, yeah. which 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 made me want to do this, um, which made me want to get you on the on the podcast. So again, thanks thanks for joining. Um, yeah. So so just quick context in terms of so so we met again not too long ago. I was invited. It was weird thing. HubSpot is actually a is FYI is not necessarily a plug, but it is a some piece of software that um, we use at Mustang. Um, so, um, in converse with a member of the HubSpot team, they liked what we were doing and they invited us to speak at your end of year event. I think, I, I think it was December, 2022, right? And, I think um, so, yeah. just spoke about what Mustard does and quite a few people got in touch, which was great, which was really powerful. And you did get in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and in essence, we, we spoke about, yeah, we got on and in essence, we spoke about what you are doing outside of HubSpot. Your, yeah. your passions and otherwise. And I remember mm-hmm. you spoke very, very clearly and succinctly and professionally <laughs> well around one particular thing that you were doing. And I was like, okay, yes. that's, that's great. Having a call, you work out, what we're doing this, great. And then after you said, oh, there's, there's one other thing that I do. And I said, sure. Yeah. And then afterwards, 10 hours later, Right. It was like you, you, it, so here's it. It wasn't as, it wasn't as clear. It w- definitely wasn't as professional, but yeah. the passion <laughs> and the, like, so I, so, so, so you spoke and after I said, just FYI, you, you spoke really clearly in every but one, but, but out of the two, which one are you more passionate about? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you, sp- and, and you had the, the second one, but which one do you yes. kind of know better than the first one? So I, I mean, Let's just go back. Tell us a little bit about if you can. Re- yeah, tell us about venture number one if you're happy to do mm-hmm. so. But definitely, like, let, let, let's focus on venture number two. What was that? What was the kind yeah. of idea number one? Idea one, idea number two. Yeah. So just for background, like for me getting in touch with you because I think that's um, part of yeah. what we connected on, right? So yeah. I was I heard someone who is doing something that they're passionate about, right? And so that was why I actually wanted to get in touch with you 
and honestly, I wasn't even sure what, what we were going to talk about, but yeah. I just knew that we would have a conversation around like, you know, venturing out and chasing something that, you know, isn't always easy. And then maybe I could learn a thing or two from you. You know, what I wasn't expecting was to actually mention venture, venture number two <laughs> with you. So venture number one was really, um, what I've done professionally. And that's why, like, I have this elevator pitch about, you know, about that venture. And like, this is what I do. I'm a strategist, you know, I know how to solve problems. I come from a consulting background and that's just what I've done professionally for the last eight years and or over, you know? And so um, I think I was telling you about how I do this at HubSpot, strategy and operations. I love HubSpot. It's a great piece of software, as you mentioned. And um, I've loved working there for the past, like over two years now. And, you know, I was telling you about how some friends of mine had also mentioned and kind of, you know, kept pushing me into like, you should do your own thing. You know, you should start something that's, you know, that you're going to enjoy as well. Something you can build yourself. I don't come from a very entrepreneurial background. I think that's also important to mention. So people okay. don't 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 know that that actually, you know, it adds a factor into how quickly you're able to like launch something or how confidently you are in t- doing something that obviously takes a lot of risk, right? And so for me, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, people have said you need to do this. You're so good at it. You give us such great advice. Some of my friends have small businesses and I help them out on the side, but, you know, mm-hmm. putting some structure around it is something that I just haven't done. And I was considering, right? It's something I'm good at. I can do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, and then I don't know how we kind of got into it. I think we're talking about passions and projects and, yeah. and all of these other things. And then I mentioned venture number two, which is, you know, my faith-based blogging, right? And mm. soon to be podcasting, actually. So this for me is okay. a huge sign. I know. Okay. So, you know, being on this podcast for me was a huge, like, you know, you should finally get into that, you know, video, audio presentation I, oh, of God. what... <laughs> It's like a finally. It keeps aligning, isn't it? Oh gosh. Okay. I know. So like you're like a walking sign for me. So I appreciate (laughs) you. (laughs) Every time Dimitri comes in, it's like it's it's time for the season to change. Um, but I I've just uh it it was really interesting for me because um at the end of the day, I hadn't really, you know, talked much about it. I just launched Mm. my blog at that point. My blog is called Quill and Cross. And um, I had just launched it. I write, a, I'm a writer, a reader at heart. So I love words and how powerful that they are, you know, but I know that a lot of the population today doesn't necessarily read, you know, um, and I have all these like really, you know, powerful revelations that I share. And, you know, the people who do read are like, I, I don't even read usually, but this is, this has helped me so much. I have some mm-hmm. of my friends who read my blog, like every Sunday to kind of get them started with their week, you know, and um, things like that. So when I talked about it I feel like I really expressed to you how like this was like a calling for me right Mm -hmm. so outside of just something that I'm good at right this is something that I'm like called to and for me the difference is like impact the the Mm -hmm. type of impact it can make right I can make impact in the professional world help people improve their businesses and their lives and things like that but for me this was going a layer deeper into improving who a person is and how they live and it's sensitive, you know? And so I've always kind of protected that part of my my passions, right? And so, but when I yeah. expressed it, it was obvious that this was coming from a place. And I think that that place, that place of passion is like the, the core of me, you know, probably my purpose, why I'm here on this earth in the first place, mm. you know? And so that's what you were hearing is where that passion is coming from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how we got into it. 100%. I need to help. 
our second interaction ends up being something that's always also passion filled and leads you somewhere, which is, but, but, but you, you, you spoke about something and it was, I'm, you didn't actually use this word, but the word I got up, it was like, cause it's so central to like vulnerability and, you know, cause what comes with from something that you're very passionate about is, is yeah. also that level of vulnerability and that, because, because one of the, one of the reasons why I saw that was something that was close to you is because you suddenly from being really like, you know, as you said, you've done that elevated pitch before, doosh, 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 yeah. strategy, whatever. It was like, and it was like, it was, you had a, it wasn't that there was a veneer, but like everything exuded, almost like, you know, something to that body language. All the body language was, <laughs> was confidence, right? Yeah. And then literally you went, and there's this other, there's other thing that I do. And like your body language changed. <laughs> yeah. Your voice changed, the tone of voice, your body language, like your, I said everything. And, and so, like, like I've always, I've said on other podcasts that, you know, I remember Andrew, um, kind of, I remember which podcast it would come to me, which number, but Andrew, you say, you know, when we talk about like leading with your narrative, leading with a passion, and he was like, what's the, what's the kind of cost or what's the downside? What's the, you know, what's the, uh, I guess, what's the cost? I always yeah. say the cost, the cost is not, is not a financial one necessarily. Mm. So the cost is, an emotional one it's fear absolutely yeah. because then you go into the area of will someone like it will somebody right i i yeah. i speak mm -hmm. about this like that you know I, I, um, and I can't remember who it was somebody's going to come to me it's not very much somebody somebody said who's about, i think it was about the five love languages and he was spoke about five mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, the kind of communication levels and essentially it's five right that he spoke of and i think i like this model one is yeah. automatic, right? Mm. Morning, Debbie. You just reply automatically. Good morning. Good morning. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, then then that's level number one. Super safe, right? I mean, it's so safe that you don't even think about it, right? Ne level mm -hmm. number um, below that is facts and figures. Oh, uh, mm. what's the time? Or oh, the sky is blue. Yeah, it is blue. Oh, it's raining today. It is raining today, right? Again, mm. super safe space. Level number three goes a little bit deeper and that's your thoughts right so what do you think mm. about this right and that's the first place where you can really kind of you know vulnerability can set in or you can get hurt because somebody may not share the same thoughts that you have Absolutely. right this Absolutely. is how i think about that thing but oh you think differently okay mm -hmm. you know we can agree to disagree or we could think it. but then the next one below that is is a place where powerful brands and powerful narratives happen and that mm. is on your feelings. So it's not, what do you think about that? <laughs> How do you feel about that? And, and, and there's a big thing when we feel like our feelings weren't listened to or our feelings, you know, something that we feel about, this, this thing that emotionally touches us, it, yeah. it, it, it somebody disagrees with that or, or puts that down. And then yeah. the fifth level is our beliefs. And our beliefs, we, mm. think we may as well push it up to our worldview. This is, this is what, how we, you know, this is where we think we're from. This is where, you know, this is our identity. This is our, mm. our, our, you know, and that's the dangerous level, the most dangerous level, because if you lose your belief and hope, you lose your belief and hope. You lose, dot dot yeah. dot. You lose so, yourself. so in essence, mm -hmm. exactly. So, in essence, you, you, I feel like you are going from facts and figures and maybe thick thoughts, right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. down to feelings, right, mm -hmm. and 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 that's where the vulnerability comes in, and that's the cost. Are you happy oh, yeah. to share your feelings with mm. others, 
right? Does that make Absolutely. sense? And, 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 and what do you think? It makes, it makes so much sense. And I think that that even opens up. I love that model, by the way. I think mm-hmm. that, that that had me thinking about those two ventures I shared with you. The first one was really, you know, number one, you know, and most of number two, facts, figures. This is what it is. This is what I'm able to do. This is what I think. Maybe, you know, venturing into number three, right? Um, but the, the one I'm passionate about had a lot to do with three, four, and five, right? Mm-hmm. It was, you know, my thoughts, yes, which I'm comfortable sharing, my feelings for sure, how I feel about certain situations or how things should be done. And then my beliefs, like what I mm-hmm. believe in at my core. And those are things that we're so afraid to share with people because if they're judged, we feel, you know, put down. We feel um, like we cannot connect, you know, on, on, on certain levels, right? Until we reach that maturity to understand that there are, you know, different viewpoints in the world. And, and, and that level of maturity takes time, right? Mm. It does take time. I don't feel like it's an instantaneous thing. I feel like people who are really good at this are artists. If you really think about it, everything that they do is mm-hmm. feelings and beliefs, you know, it's it's just really at the core. And I think, you know, this, this uh, levels of communication that you also mentioned, it, it, it makes me think of, you know, Simon Sinek's circle, but it's really mm-hmm. like going from the outside in, right? Mm-hmm. And everything that you produce that is like, Art is really what what comes from the inside of you. It's not necessarily a picture, a painting, or even words or writing, which are all art. But it's anything that comes out. Your your business can be an art if it's coming from a place where it's it's rooted in what you really believe in. It's rooted in your feelings, your vulnerability about that thing that you do believe in, you know, or that you're mm. trying to to pitch or sell to the world. And that's really where power comes from. And it, it's but it's surprising, right, that that's the place that we avoid naturally as human beings is the place where your true power comes from your true impact comes from but we avoid it because it's easier to fail at the things that don't really get to your core we're Mm. worried about what if I fail at something that is coming from the inside of me but I think that that's a natural fear that we must conquer because I don't believe it's based on truth I don't think it's Mm. actually possible and as I'm speaking to you I'm speaking to myself because I don't think it's possible to fail at something that comes from the inside of you, right? And you, because you have to define what that failure means. If it's coming from inside of you, it's already successful. It succeeded in changing you, how how you operate as a human, and that it, it has to it has to be be rooted on impact first. If it's coming mm. from inside of you, it's not about the money or your bank account at that point. It's 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 based on impact. And and you know, before I went into blogging, I. I you know, I'm, I'm very spiritual. I believe in, in God. And so I, knowing who sent me on this, on this mission, you know, I said, you know, for that one person that I will reach mm-hmm. with this blog, I, I must do it. And, and that yeah. kind of became my tagline. I was like, cause you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's hard with any venture, you know, you're doing a podcast, you're like, will anybody even care? But it just kept yeah. coming to me that for that one person who gets anything out of this, out of what I share, it's worth it. And yeah. so that became my 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 measure of success. And it's a very baseline measure, but it's important, you know, because it gets you to 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 do it. And you know, it's so crazy. Right before I think it was a few days before you asked me to do this, um, I finally got some feedback that is external mm-hmm. to myself. So everyone on on my Instagram knows I write, my family knows, my father is proud okay, of me, all okay. these all these other things, you know. So um People, I, I know people who know I do this, right? Or people who I've told I do this. Or maybe they've shared with their friends and things like that. But for the first time, 
I, you know, a friend called me and he said, um, actually, I, he was like, I saw your blog on someone, a friend of mine's story. And I asked her, okay. I said, do you know Dabi? And she's like, no, I was looking for answers to questions that I had about spiritual things. And I found a blog and I, I connected with it so much. That for me was like, wow, that, that is what I call like breaking through, right? To, you know, outside of your circle and the people you know that you're reaching. Like now I have this idea that for a fact, I am reaching people who I will never know, I might never meet, but that what I'm doing is important, you know? But the thing is, I had to have that mindset before that even happened. Yeah. You, you won't know until you do it. 100%. That's basically what 100%. I'm trying to say. And, yeah. and, and in that, and, and in that, so, so I mean, I would 100% agree. It was, you know, t- touch on the, some of the last things that you said, right? It's you're a human being and you're being vulnerable, you're mm-hmm. now going to interact. You can't help but interact. Being that vulnerable, you share your feelings, your belief. Mm-hmm. There's going to be somebody else who goes, I have that feeling and that belief, right? And you've led with vulnerability. Yeah. I'm now going to lean into that. And it's like, so that's so needed. But but mm-hmm. like I say, going back to the fear, like we, we, we started, you know, we had that conversation you shared the thing. We, we, we end up speaking about that. We were like, forget about mustards, whatever. We'll speak about <laughs> this, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, but you went on and, and start and went, got to work, right? You, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so tell us after that, right? Forget about where, you know, whatever impact have, but, but like, obviously you were still, were still apprehensive, right? Absolutely. But then you still, you felt the fear and did it anyway. So, so what were Absolutely. the steps that you take? What, what, you know, what was the next step? And did you did you did you think about it, or did you just go, hey, you know what? Let me just you know get my quill, so to speak, or get my get my laptop and start typing. Like like what 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 happened? Yeah. And yeah, what was the next step? Absolutely. You? So um, I think you know the one thing that I I feel like people that have this passion about something um, fail to understand is that the passion is the beginning, but it, it there's more that's needed, right? 100%. Um. Your, your talent is really the beginning because anything you're passionate about, you have at least some of the innate ability to make it happen. You might not have mm-hmm. all, but there's no project that's really a solo thing. You need to continue to improve yourself for one, mm-hmm. right? So one thing that I, I made sure that I was doing was doing my research. So I'm doing mm-hmm. my research. I'm, I'm continuing in the things that give me, whether it's the revelation or the knowledge that I need to feed out to people. So I understand that I like to read. I know how to translate some of this information in a very interesting way to make it simple and understandable to people. How can I get better at doing that? So that was one thing I made. Sh- I, I still make sure I do is that as I take this journey, I'm getting better at the things that brought me here in the first place, right? Mm. And I'm, 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 I'm pulling in the people I need to support me if, if that's necessary. And to that mm. second point, and I think one of the most important things is structure, right? Okay. So that's okay. one thing that we miss when we're t- when we're thinking about passion projects. It's like structure. Fine, that's fine, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and that structure can mean a lot of things. It could be the time. So am mm. I setting aside the right times to invest in this thing, right? Do I have the tools that I need and how can I get there? Am I making a plan? And mm. I'm grateful to also be someone who loves organization and planning, but it's it's important. And now you can drown in planning, right? So you always have to find the balance, right? So, but but I, I like to think about it as planning never ends. You're always planning. So as you're, mm-hmm. exe- but you have to be executing and planning and executing. And that that's that cycle is is growth, 
that's actually what helps you grow, right? So you don't just plan and execute and then it's like, okay, what happens next? You're consistently planning for whether it's that phase or the next phase, what does change mm-hmm. look like? So um, I think a lot of the things I did was do it anyway, right? Execute. Yeah. And as I'm, as I'm talking to you right now, I have some changes to the blog that I know I have to make and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I can, you know, so it just kind of comes to you. you you're yeah. constantly growing. Um, one thing I had to learn was that you're never going to have that perfect, you know, this is, this is how it's going to look in the end. Forget yeah. about the end, you know, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that makes yeah. any sense. You know, 100%. consider what you think might be the end, but just understand that your consideration of it, because none of us knows the true end of anything. Um, and, and that that's not as important as the now, right? So um, I center myself in the now, I execute in the now, and I put some structure around what the future would look like. So, so that's really interesting. That I'm, I'm going to throw it around to myself because actually I think that I wouldn't call myself a disorganized person, but I would say that I probably some competing elements of me are mm. um, overthinking, oh, yeah. overplanning, right? But mm-hmm. I think more is over. You know the difference between overthinking and overplanning, right? Like yeah. you can overthink yeah, yeah. it, but you know what I mean. So I think Absolutely. overthinking. But actually, I would say that like execution was something that I needed to like, like, like I'm, I'm aware that like my default is to overthink, over conceptualize and not to execute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so that's one thing I think I think the structure, maybe the structure helps you again and or, you know, so so I came straight out of, you know, straight out of university, I went to entrepreneurship and obviously you struggle wow. things at uni, but in essence, like, what have you done, right? But I mm-hmm. think it took me a while to gather, like, execution and, like, pragmatic structuring, if you yeah. know what I mean, as yeah. opposed mm-hmm. to, like, a, a, a five-year plan and, okay, we've got that thing, but actually, hold on, what are we doing today and then tomorrow and what we do in this quarter, right? Absolutely. And I think the other thing you said took me a while because i remember the first company that i started like this is straight out of university you know this is now what six months out of university when i was trying to get funding all right okay this is a different company right and you'll see from this a different company i Mm. I, I was quibbling on it was an angel investor i was quibbling on on how much and thing and honestly i was talking from an area of i have no idea like like you know all i know is i put this in there i think this is how much i need and valuation whatever my thing wasn't valuation it's just like oh i feel like we shouldn't give everything away right we should get and the only truth is somebody said to me like um and i found this like and i want to almost get your thing but but actually i found this at the time in my ignorance, I found it like anathema. I found it like terrible. But I, mm. I then gathered the time, and he was like, "This is not necessarily going to be your last company. This is not necessarily the perfect version of what you're trying to do." And I was like, "No, this is this is yeah. it, right?" And actually, where mustard is today, it's been an evolution, right? Yeah. Genuinely, been yeah. a, like it's been an evolution over coming I mean, to fifteen years now, right? Did you have and to change your mindset to get there? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. Right. Um, and also, I was coming from an engineering background. So my thing was like product, 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 forget about everything, right? And you can maybe take mm. that maybe similar to a, to, to a overly strategic person, you know, moving chess pieces as opposed to human beings. And yeah. I had to actually go and realize the human. Um, mm. And that was the big, big shift. And it took me several years and to realize. But 
the interesting thing, I'm just saying that to go with this thing of like, like what it is today, it's not necessarily what it's going to be tomorrow, but you start that journey. And it's really interesting that you already gathered that. And I guess mm-hmm. like my question for you, again, looking, looking at where I was there is like, how did you, how did you come to gather that? Um, and maybe how are you also working through that? What are you doing? No, mm-hmm. is it, is everything like a test to you at the moment? Or is it just let's, you're fine with being structured and I want to produce, produce two posts a day or two posts a week or what have you. But actually, I know that, um, you know, that might change, but we just do something yeah. now. Like, like, like how, how are you dealing with that, that, that potential mm-hmm. change, that, 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 that evolving process or evolving thing? Absolutely. I, I, I'd first say, you know, as much as you, you want to understand that there's a, an end picture that might not be so clear right now you also want to make sure that you don't start prematurely right Mm. that was something I had to consider and at the time I was considering that I I wondered why and and this is where wisdom comes in I think you mentioned pragmatism and just having that like understanding of your journey right but there was a time in my journey like uh, maybe last year the, the year before where I knew it wasn't exactly the right time to start and I, I wasn't sure why. And some people might question that, right? And, and when I say start, I mean launch, right? Because I've been starting this for three years now. I've been planning it, right? Iterating on it, trying to understand the, the, the goal, understand myself, where I fit in, the impact I'm trying to mm. make, right? What the platform would be. So all, all this is that planning, right? But launch is, is sensitive. It, it mm. has to be right. And when I say right, I mean there are some mistakes you can make if you launch prematurely that you're not able to take back. <laughs> you mm. know? You're not able to wind back fast enough to get on the right track, right? So there's mm. launch where you, you launch and you're at the beginning of the right path, but you can launch and you're on another path altogether. And then mm-hmm. you have to get yourself and all the people you've you know, carried with you on the journey back to the right path. And then do you, I, I don't know if that analogy kind of makes sense, but I had to think about yeah. it that way, you know? Mm. So, um, thinking about that start meaning means you're starting well. You're starting on the right, whether that right path is with the right, you know, product, right? That doesn't get people an idea of who you are that's that's inaccurate, right? Mm-hmm. Or you don't start with something that you lose interest in and you have no passions for. I, I know someone who started um who launched something that seemed, you know, like they were passionate about it, right? Because they like to do it in their free time. And after a while, you know, we connected. I'm like, how is this thing going, right? And it's like, I've lost all interest. Like, I don't know what's, what's going on, you know, but it's because... I think the, the the start was probably not anchored maybe in the right time, in the right goals, you know, um, or at, in the right way, you know. And so the way you start is so important, right? I know you were asking me about the execution, but the no, way you but start I, I, is I, 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 No, no, no. But I want to I wanna touch on that. I want to touch on that, right? Because there's something that came to mind. And I think that's a really good place to interrupt and ask this question. And I feel like, because mm-hmm. you talk about the right time. And that time wasn't, I got the feeling, correct me I'm wrong, that wasn't uh, objectively what is the right time, i.e. it's a good time to start a business in November, right? You yes. were talking about the right time for you, right? Yes. And let me let me explain a little bit about what mm. that meant for me. Go, so go. the right time for me meant that, you know, especially because, so the right time will be framed by what you're doing, right? Whether it's a product you're giving out or the services, right? And for me, it meant knowing enough. So what I didn't know at the time, I just thankfully had an understanding that it wasn't the right time was that some of my understanding still had to be shaped. I was still Mm. in a learning process. 
So I was still learning what I was about to deliver, right? So okay. if I had delivered the wrong thing, I would have fed people with the wrong understandings, the wrong mindsets, the wrong practices, because my, my blog and everything I do is about the practice of your faith, right? And the practice of being the, a good human being, right? The best that mm. you can. How do you present yourself to the world? How do you change the world because of who you are? That's a very sensitive thing. If I launch with the 100%. wrong concepts, I could steer people in the wrong direction. And that is a risk that wasn't worth it to me. And so when I, now that I've launched, I'm still mm. learning, I'm still on a journey, but I'm found, I'm grounded in my base beliefs in such a way that any any change I I, I make, right? It's, it's like an improvement, it's growth. It's okay. not just it's a, a tweak. It's thing. not an overhaul, so to speak. Exactly. Yes. It's, and it's not a dangerous Fine. overhaul. <laughs> Is it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite. Mm, that's really interesting. So, so obviously, I hear because you're saying obviously this is a. In essence, this is something around wisdom, mm. right? And this is something where you're speaking into. And you will be speaking into people's lives. Like anyone who who resonates with it, you, you're they're going to essentially allowing you to speak into their lives, right? If they yeah. if they open up to it. Absolutely. And so you want to, you you want to to almost you know obviously your thing is rooted as you said you rooted in faith, rooted in Christianity. You want to make sure that you are you. So, so you're almost preparing yourself for what Absolutely. it is you're you're aiming to do. Yes. And and and. And so on that, here's my question, right? And I think this goes, you know, I think this applies to 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 something that's rooted in in, in faith and in Christianity, or something that's rooted in, in something else. Because in essence, if we remember the kind of five different levels of of of, of so to speak, conversational communication, we're we're talking about, and I think narratives in general. When we talk about narrative mustard, we're talking. Mm -hmm. This is not facts and figures, automatic. Mm -hmm. This is not thoughts this is feelings at the very least it's feelings right yeah. so when we go to feelings and definitely when we go to, to to beliefs we're talking about things that rightly or wrongly mm. we as human beings feel define us yeah right yeah. rightly mm -hmm. or wrongly we feel that they yes. define us so so in that when we're doing when you're doing a you know such a thing a passion venture project whatever how much of it is it an exploration of you and how much of it is an explore, exploration of of the venture or what you're doing and, and can you yeah. can you can you separate those right do, do, do you yeah. get what i'm saying absolutely i mm. in fact i think that i don't think you can separate the two especially mm. if it's something that's that's being birthed from inside of you 100%. you are going to change as much as that idea is going to evolve so as as you're birthing it you're also changing you're growing and in fact if you think about it if something is, is coming from inside you any changes to you, yourself will impact that thing so it seems that to mm. me if you're chasing something that is attached to passion you know, we've already established number one, structure, create some structure because passion does not eliminate the need for structure. And number two, prepare yourself. I love how simply you put it, prepare yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because this thing is coming from inside of you. The more knowledge you gather, the more, you know, it could be like a product, right? The more you mm -hmm. understand the gap, right? Mm -hmm. In people's lives by not having that thing. That's where, you know, the convincing anyone else to buy into the idea comes from, from your understanding of that gap from your relatability okay. to that gap, right? Mm, so yeah. the more I understand why this is necessary, if it's changed me, if it's changed mm. the way that I think, I can communicate that impact 
to myself, to the people around me, or that mm-hmm. gap in myself or in the lives of the people around me to others. And I think that that's what people really get to buy into. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge something. It's a slight challenge, because I like when you say, and, and and this is this is a nuanced point. Because you speak, you spoke about knowing the use the word product, knowing the product, and knowing how it's, in essence, how it's how it's affected your life or how it can affect the lives of others, so that you can communicate it. Right mm-hmm. now, I would say, and I think this is probably what you're saying. You didn't start off like that. I would say, um, and this is my, and you tell me if I'm right. And, and I'm relating it to, to, to me and I'm also relating to, to what I see from several others when we talk about narrative, leader in narrative, right? Yeah. A lot of the time I find people are afraid of it. And I, and I felt like you were, you know, venture number one, venture number two, because they don't know how it is going to help somebody else. All they know is they resonate with this. So, so, so it's this thing, like, like, so for example, right? Mm-hmm. If you go, I think the safe the safety that, that that we want as humans is, oh right, and this is what every business school and everyone will tell you, right? Find a gap in the market, then after yeah. find who your customer is, and then mm. tailor it to that customer. So it's research, yeah. research, research. Go da da da. Now I think when you do narrative, a narrative based, you know, or leader narratives, it's the complete opposite of that. And I remember mm. speaking to somebody who interned with us at Water, you know, who was at Wharton at that point and doing an MBA at Wharton, and he's like. What you're talking about is the complete opposite of what they're telling us to do. Because I'm because because when I do narratives, I go resonates with you. Okay, yeah. this resonates with me. But hold on, I don't I don't like I can't just build something that you know that's literally business like like the 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 exact wrong thing to do at business build yeah. something that you want disregarding anyone else right. But 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 what I say narrative is build something not that you want. But that resonates with you. Absolutely. And as you're moving along, explore why it resonates with you. Yeah. And then afterwards, my thing is, you're not an alien. You're a human being. And yeah. if you're a human being, you find what resonates with you, even if you don't know, and I'm just saying this as well, right? Even if you don't know how to make money from it mm-hmm. or, 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 or otherwise, one thing that you know for sure is this. I'm a human being. And there are other human beings in this world. And given I'm a human being, if it resonates with me, you're basically guaranteed it's going to resonate with at least one other person. Absolutely. And can you can you explore more on what like that resonation looks like? You know, so people understand Mm. more. Like you know, because I think we 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 talked about the same thing on on a level of where I'm like it has to. It's coming from inside you. It's Mm. it's impacting you in some way. You feel a certain way about it, very positively, yeah. obviously, if you want to go in that direction. But is that what it means for something to resonate with you? Does it have to change you? Does it have to impact you? Or do you just have to like it? So, 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 so see, and this, is, and this is the weird thing, right? This is the weird thing, because actually we're talking about, and this is where we normally don't feel comfortable, because actually we're talking about feelings, right? We're talking about resonate. We're at least talking about feelings, let alone believe. Yeah. And really what we say is, look, feelings, I could feel this today. And tomorrow I could feel something else, right? Mm -hmm. But then what we really need to dredge down to is we need to dredge down to belief. 
right? Mm. And 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 for, to do that, you really need to know yourself, right? Or at least to explore yourself, yeah. right? Because it's like, Absolutely. okay, I, I know I I like football. I should do something in the area of football, okay? But but what is it about football that I like? And also more importantly, mm. like I'm getting this feeling, which is which is more than. And again, that's an, that's a that's a is all of this is subjective, and you have to explore. It's more than. X, Y, you know, more than just the feeling, but it's in this area. And what we tend to do is, is our thing is to explore and dredge. And it's in essence, what we come out with in narratives are just belief statements. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then our, our illustration that what, that we're on the right page is we put down, we keep talking, talking, talking. We find these belief statements. And then literally for us to know that they're, we're on the right area, it's purely your reaction to them. Interesting. I really it's like not, that. Yeah, it's purely right. But, in the, but in the thing is, what we always find, and, and it's going to your question is, we can't do narrative-led ventures. So it must mm. be co-found them, as you know, we co-found narrative-led ventures with individuals. Like, yeah. the, 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 somebody goes, what are you looking for? Is it the commercial? This? It's the people. Because if you're not an open mm. person, and, and I can find, you know, you know if you can have a conversation with an open person. First of all, yeah. everything drops. Shoulder drops. Formality drops. Mm -hmm. Right, you're speaking openly. Yeah. You lead with a bit of, with a bit of, um, you know, you don't go straight down to belief. You lead with a thought, and they yeah. resonate. Yeah. They they reciprocate and interact with that. Then you lead with a feeling, and they give a feeling as well. Right? It's not you lead with a feeling. You go all the way down to belief, and they're still on facts and figures, and like, oh, okay, yeah. that was a bit thingy. So, yeah, <laughs> a big thing we find is openness. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not open. If you're not, if you're a person, again, if you're somebody who's who's a little bit afraid of vulnerability, right? Yeah. Maybe overly afraid of. I mean, obviously, don't just, you know, because another thing that is, is, you know, on one side there's there's not being open, and the other side there is living like you wear your heart on your sleeve, and you just, yeah, you know, just throw it out, right? It's a balance, mm -hmm. but yeah, that, because but, it, but, that blocks you from finding your people. At the end of the day, you will find your people. Not everyone is gonna buy 100%. into that feeling, belief, whatever 100%. it is. Yeah. But it's tough. In essence, to, to conclude that, it's tough because there's, you know, for me at least, I don't find there's no, there's no quantitative, okay, well, that got a 6 out of 10, that got, what do you call it? There's no quantitative. It is literally, and also, um, I, like, it's going to be different to you for you and different for me and different for that person, right? Yeah. So it's very, very personal. It's very, very subjective. And essentially, if that person is not able to, you know, if we can put down a belief statement, but if that person doesn't share enough and articulate themselves and us kind of draw things out and answer our questions honestly, we're never going to get to the belief statements. And if yeah. we don't get to the belief statements, we're never going to know what, you know what the essence of the thing is that they are doing. And once we have that, we can build. But if we have that, we can build everything from that. Right. Absolutely. But if we don't have that, we really can't. And so the safe space for people is forget about all this mumbo jumbo about belief and what have you. People need an iPhone. Right, mm -hmm. we're gonna, you know what I mean. Everyone needs mm -hmm. it. This is the first, but you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and I just want to say, I mean, Steve Jobs. I genuinely, you know, I think behind Apple was resonance, and 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 I, you know, etc. But yeah, the safe space is let's let's build a feature, let's build a thing that people supposedly need, you know, yeah. and then let's oh, make sure we market hundred percent. Let's market those features to that to those people. Let's spend marketing mm -hmm. to to do that, right? That's yeah. the thing. But the, the danger with that is somebody else will find another feature, right? Technology moves yep. quickly. Somebody else will find a feature, but they see the difference is if you lead with narrative, 
like there's you're you're basically telling your story and there's no other daddy yeah yeah right absolutely and yeah. i think that that's that's really powerful especially with like the iphone example they had to go from let's just build something that some people understand that they probably need and will use they had to yeah. go into like let me tell you why you should want this or why this could change your life or the way you do things today so you're going from a small group of people who already connect to or have the same feelings or and beliefs to others who you're now influencing their feelings or drawing out of them what you know they would maybe figure out in 5 10 years or never you know mm. so well, well, let, 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 let me use this and let me use Paul and the iPhone to mm-hmm. to 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 kind of you know uh, relate to what you're doing right so so Simon, if, you, if we go back to that, and the number of times we bring up the Simon Sinek thing, to be honest, it was a very good talk. I'm not trying to say it's the best talk ever in the world, but yeah, his whole, you know, well, uh, exactly, you know, but but it was a, it was a very good. You know, he started with what, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so one of the things he says in there, which is really really key, is right. Uh, Apple started off. So the first original name of Apple was Apple Computers, mm. right? Apple mm. is a computer company. So why does it sell you a phone or an MP3 player? or otherwise right mm-hmm. so the key thing is the reason why it was able to go and somebody else i think seth godin at one point said um look at this thought experiment right unilever and nike mm-hmm. right imagine if unilever built a hotel what would the mm-hmm. rooms look like right hmm, i don't know imagine if nike imagine if nike built a hotel what would the rooms look like you can probably picture it right yeah that would be fun <laughs> exactly so the thing is you're not resonating with the iphone even right now there is yo know, features what have you people aren't resonating with the iphone people are resonating yeah. with apple the and therefore anything yes. it brings out if apple brings out apple's talking about bringing out a car they've been saying that for ages yeah there are going to be people who go on a waiting list apple is not a car company absolutely so right. people have bought into the brand and, and people, what they exactly. stand for, which is like the quality and all these other things that like they really put innovation into it. So I no, love that so, Unilever and Nike example, actually. Exactly. I, really I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, mean, we could, we could, uh, I don't want to boil down, but at the heart of it, you know, yes, there's innovation. It's all like, you know, they can drill it down, think differently, you know, or think mm-hmm. different as they, you know, um, Nike, you can put it down into literally its belief right yeah. uh, i like to say uh, red bull is energy right yeah. now that's the central concept around that you can do several things right yeah. now there's going to be a central concept to what you do and mm. you know as as it grows right obviously you get other people it'll be shaped to some degree by those guys mm. it won't it's almost like you've given birth to the child the mm. child is still your you know your still his mother but obviously mm. and there's still inherent characteristics they got from you but they go out and they interact with the world, and you know they get, you know, there's a bit of nature, uh, a bit yeah. of uh, a bit of nurture, sorry, that nurture. environment that lead mm-hmm. that that kind of goes to them there. But it's still going to be you, fundamentally. And so when you get your crowd, if tomorrow you say, "I'm starting a car brand," mm. if that is one of the infinite manifestations, if you build that car brand or that car completely aligned, right, with your yeah with your beliefs and your philosophy it's so it's consistent and coherent with that yeah your audience will buy it absolutely and i love the idea of a central concept right yeah. and it's this thing and and i think that's what 
that's essentially translating your beliefs into something that people can buy into and they can understand, right? So when they think 100%. about your brand, they think about an idea, right? It's not yes. just a product. It's not a service. It's, it's not what you're doing today. It's just your brand gives 100%. them an idea, makes them 100%. feel something. They're drawn 100%. to this, you know, like, like Red Bull, like you said, energy. So anything they do now kind of gives people this sense of energy. Like they could mm-hmm. probably come out with a car. And they've got an F1 team. <laughs> They've got they've got there a Formula One thing. They've got I, they've I got speaking, extreme like, sports. Why? They've got what do you call it? Exactly. And you're like, why does why does an energy drink have an F one team? And hold on, they do the flood tag. Wow. And if you go to their website, most of what you're gonna see is extreme sports. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's like I like that. But how does that how does that you know, so 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 that's one of the incentives. it's like Apple's not about the iPhone, right? I mean, it is about if you look at it commercially, it is about the iPhone. That's its <laughs> biggest revenue source. But mm-hmm. Apple's not about the iPhone. Apple is about Apple and and what was what was birthed by Steve Jobs and very well articulated. And that's why it has a tribe, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. all of these small companies, these small brands that start up, some of them start up very narrative led. And a, an easy way to be narrative led, easy way. There are no easy I'll ways. Take the tip. But <laughs> but an easy way to be narrative led is to basically, as a founder, be be front and center and communicate openly why you are doing what you're doing, right? Wow. So you see a lot of these, uh, some of these companies, right, mm-hmm. that these new companies coming up, like Gymshark, Rovewise, you know who the founder is. And mm-hmm. sometimes they do a vlog on a blog, right? And the thing is, people yeah. can tell, if you do a vlog on a blog, people can tell if you're being, if you're, if you're kind of being facetious, right? Hey, yeah. I'm here mm-hmm. to, you know, you always look great. You, you never share the difficulties. You know, you don't take them on the journey. Mm-hmm. That's a quick thing. What happens is they resonate with mm-hmm. you, the individual, and they want to support you, the individual. Do you know that's so, like, so powerful? Because I realized with my writing, every time I am vulnerable, like, I'm talking about things I've struggled with, those posts go, like, well. skyrocket. 100%. People 100%. want to know what you're struggling with, how you overcame them, those really private details. And that's what they really buy into. So 100%. I completely agree with that. They want to know you're human. Like you haven't 100%. had, you don't have everything figured out because no one does and your audience won't as well. They want to 100%. connect with you. And um, yeah, you have to put yourself front and center. I, I tried to avoid that. I remember when I was building my site, I, I told the, the leader, I'm like, I don't want my face on there. It's not about me, but it has to be, you know, if you want anyone to buy into what you're doing, it can't be 100%. faceless. It, it needs to have a face and a concept and, and it starts mm. with you. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and you touched it right. It's like what we say is a brand, a good brand, to mention every brand, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just whether people have been intentional about it or they've kind of stumbled into it. Every brand is essentially an avatar of the founder, right? Mm-hmm. And people, wow. so we shouldn't look at brands, whether it be Unilever, Goldman Sachs, otherwise, right? Like, think of it this way. If somebody said, what would be the personification of Goldman Sachs, right? Yeah. If I now showed you all these different people, you you at least know, who, like, who isn't the personification of Goldman Sachs, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then you'll know mm-hmm. who it is, right? Mm-hmm. And another way of sometimes trying to see the personification, especially with a large company, just like yeah. look at the culture and look who works within it and look at their general yeah. culture, right? Absolutely. So, and, and, and that is fed by it, but... You're 100% right. Like, it, it, in essence, we're as humans, we're looking for a relationship, right? And That's even it. when we're interacting with brands, we're actually interacting with them on a relational level. And the more yes. you try to essentially humanize them, 
And the only way to humanize them is to is to put in human elements. And the only way you can put in human elements is really either be fantastically good at acting, right? <laughs> fantastically good at acting and then yeah. be, or the easiest and most authentic way is to give it yourself, give it your personality. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And, and if you and think about it, I was just thinking about like people who like, you know, Whole Foods or, you know, some of these uh certain grocery brands like these these places have they have a culture you know and i i was thinking what what is that how does that relate to me you know even as mm. a blogger as a podcaster you have to still think about it as this brand that deserves a culture whether that is how you present yourself the things you believe in how you you know speak the 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 causes that that touch you what all these things you know mm. and for for like whole foods it's like you know helping out small farmers and organic stuff and you know you have to connect with something that means something and people mm. start to relate that with you right and that becomes 100%. your culture so you either uh you know embrace and take up you know the ownership of what that culture looks like or people will create it for you and then they mm. might like it or hate it but exactly. you know it's gonna exist anyway yeah 100 here's a here's a here's a here's a question um because you've started doing things i know you spoke about one thing where somebody i know put up uh one of your posts or snippets of your post and your friend saw and they said do you know daddy and it's like no i don't know daddy you know touch my life <laughs> Other things, like, like what have you found so far to be the biggest kind of surprise, highlight, etc., of of essentially putting yourself out there? What has been the biggest surprise or highlight so so far? Do you have any stories? Yeah, I I think honestly the biggest thing I found that I could just think of right now is that it 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 helps me first before it helps okay. anybody else. Like as I do these things, I'm mm. I'm learning. I'm growing. So by the time I'm done with like a post or preparing something to put out there, I'm like, this has touched me. I'm, mm. I've learned something from this. So I'm not just putting out things that are canned, things that I've already okay, understood, okay. you know, and I, I might take a concept. Write, write me an article. Not, yes. not at all, you know? So it's like, I'm, I have a concept or an idea of something. And when I sit down to prepare it, I, I'm growing, it's changing. I'm learning as I'm doing mm. that. So I'm always saying like, I'm I'm partaking first of whatever, you know, uh, soul food, <laughs> this, this yeah, thing yeah, I'm presenting, yeah. you know, is, 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 um, is going to give to others. And so I think that, you know, if you want to think about it as like any service you provide, like as you're planning that, how is it changing you as a person? How is it changing mm. the way you do things? You know, you're providing travel services. Like how has it changed how you see the world? How has it changed, you know, the places that you want to visit, you know, like, so these things, like whatever you do will, will impact you first. And I think that that is where your real impact to others would, would, mm. would really starts, right? That's okay. how you can tell that it's going to, to do something to someone else. It's because it's, it's already started to do something in you. So mm. that's, I think the, the biggest thing that I found is that every time I start working on a, a concept an understanding, a revelation, a piece of knowledge that I want to put out, it's completely changed, you know, as I'm like, it, it changes from what I thought I was going to present as I prepare it. And I'm okay. learning so much. So I think, honestly, that's that's for me why it's important to chase your passions because mm. there's something in there for you. It's not just about, you know, doing something in the world and putting it out there. And there's growth in it for you. There's development in it. You know, there's there's a higher level of yourself 
you know, of your creativity, of what you think you're able to do in that mm. thing that you're preparing. And yes, others will benefit so much from it. But now think about the risk of not doing it is that you hurt yourself first. So, yeah. Yeah. No, no, 100%. 100%. And do you, and do you, because I said I really liked, because I think, I think one of the things that I'm struck by um, is, for example, this podcast, right? It's growing, it's what have you, but like, um, actually, not even just a podcast, just like mustard in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I've interacted with some people who then have gone, oh my gosh, I, like, I like, what do you call it, right? And, and it comes through, you know, through via LinkedIn, some random, what do you call it? Yeah. And, you, and I'm almost like, oh, like, like, really, kind of thing, you know? Um, that's interesting. And, and some people have, you know, <laughs> fortunately, you know, in nice people's way, they made me blush in terms of like, oh, really? You know? Yeah. We're, we're not that good kind of you know and but 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 i think i think i think the interesting thing is how it's these stories of how it's of, of how it's um and we're not there yet and you know obviously we want you know we, we want these brands to come about and we want essentially we want brands that are gonna you know change how people think all right and change perceptions of of, of that, that that africans non-africans have africa but but yeah i think um in that, I guess, I guess, has there been any interactions with individuals? Have mm. you had those yet? Interactions with individuals where they just, you know, whether it's an email, oh my gosh, daddy, your thing has changed my life. And you're like, oh, I was almost not doing it. I mean, obviously you put it out in the ether, but obviously you, yeah. you like, oh, wow, this is just me talking. And I, I'm so happy it's done that. Have you, have you had those moments yet that filled you with oh, any joy and stuff? Absolutely. And it fills me with joy. It also like is a scary because you're like, oh my gosh. This little thing had this mm. impact on you. And it also helps me kind of stay, you know, for me, humility is a big thing. So I'm like, I don't want to mm. get it in my head. Don't get in my head, you know, but yeah. But but it's like I've had people reach out and say, Oh my gosh, you know, this this thing, this piece that you wrote, this is exactly what I'm dealing with. And this has helped me like revive my spiritual life. This has helped mm. me understand the value of relationship with God. Like this, I was depressed and I read this, and now I feel like I have a path mm. forward. Oh, those are those are so rewarding. It's like wow. I just I just get so thankful for doing it in the first place, you know. Or I wrote mm. one about like going on silent retreats to develop yourself and to develop your soul as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, someone you know reached out and said, "I'm going on a retreat," and I like read your blog to know like the steps of what to do oh, and wow. things like that. And I'm just like, this is this is helping someone. That's all wow. I really want to do, you know. With this, is to to help people. And, and to, to help them understand that, like, some of these things have helped me and they're still helping me, you know, and to get mm. people thinking about personal growth. You know, we, we, we understand and we think daily about financial growth. We think mm-hmm. about growing in relationships and things like that. Personal mm. growth can sometimes be ignored or can, can be thought of as something that's automatic. If I spend yeah. one more day on earth, I'm going to have to grow as a person. But you'd be surprised how intentional you have to be about it. I'll take my self-care, for instance. Like, my friends are always like, Dabi, you are on top of your self-care. Like, I stretch, I get my massages done, I go on walks outside. And, but, but it's because, like, I found that, you know, there was a time, like, many years ago when I didn't engage in some of these things and I had so much work stress and things like that. Mm. And, like, my body almost gave out on me. So, unfortunately, I had that experience, but it taught me, you know, that you have to be intentional about the things you do. Know how every single thing you do impacts your mind, your heart, your body. All these components are working together. You can't do one without the other. How I got on this spiritual path in the first place was understanding that, 
I can't isolate my soul, my my mind from my body and my heart. All these, they're, they're and my spirit, they're working together, right? Mm. To to for good. If one part is broken down, if one system isn't functioning right, then there's a problem. I'm in trouble, mm. you know. So so the biggest thing I've I've learned, you know, with all these people coming to me and saying, oh, it impacted my life in this way or that way, is that while people are taking their personal growth, their spiritual soul growth, all these things very seriously and importantly, you know. So it's mm. it's it's becoming uh something that they do intentional and not just a 100%. circumstance of another day on you know and that's your that's so. your tribe that's your tribe right and you're yeah, their tribe absolutely so you're all absolutely. together making yeah. yourself known the, the last question i'm going to ask was one um that did it always comes up um mm. when somebody talks about you know narrative especially passion about like this like and simply put it is does how you will monetize this scare you it's a good one. <laughs> and we talked about this, I think, a little bit um, yeah. last time. But yes, it does. And the reason is because, like, people should be aware of, of money and mm-hmm. understand how to separate it from value. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, those two work in conjunction, but one doesn't define the other. Like, just because you've, you've made a lot of money doesn't mean that you're providing a lot of value, right? Um, and I think that, Yes, it, it, it can indicate that, but you can also have value in, like you can measure value in other very important ways, like how lives have been changed, for instance, right? But, um, and I think that that does, that can eventually translate into money, you know, monetary value with um, time and patience, right? So it scares me for a couple of reasons. One, I want to make sure that I'm giving myself the runway that I need to get to a certain point, whether it's off monetization of, of some or of some monetary goal in particular, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make sure that it's the the idea of monetization isn't making me move faster than I'm supposed yeah. to. Or, right? or take shortcuts and stuff. Take yeah. shortcuts, you know, or or go, you know, dive into things that are outside of the the calling, the goal, the higher purpose of this thing, right? So, and I think that anyone who has a passion project or a project that has to do with a, a high purpose or high calling, that when I say high, I mean that it, it impacts lives. Lives are va- valuable, so valuable. And I don't think that you should take any shortcuts, you know, if you're impacting lives, you should be very aware of the path that you're taking. Make sure it's as pure as, as possible make sure it's the right path as you know apply a lot of wisdom right and not just think about the monetary goal so for me i think it's a balance right do you think about it at all or do you just like i'm not gonna think about it and i think there has to be a balance you can't just not think about it right course, um especially for someone like me like i have my day job i i earn mm-hmm. you know decently i'm i'm okay and so you know and then i'm working on this passion project but in my ideal world I would love to do this all mm. the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it is something to think about. But I think that when you're faithful in a little, you will receive a lot. And that a lot, what that means is that as I build on this, I just mentioned that I'm going to go into podcasting and audio and video mm. and things like that. Those are other outlets and channels that would, you know, provide me with um, better I guess, opportunities for monetization at some point in the future, right? It, it not just, you know, YouTube and things like that. Like, you know, I see myself having speaking engagements in the future. 
write mm-hmm. that down, right? You know, talking to people and, you know, being invited to help to steer, whether it's how people think as an organization, how people think personally, you know, the culture of these little communities and groups that are focused on whether it's spiritual change or the changing of their mind or, or their heart posture, you know, and, and having this great impact that does convert into monetary value, you know, mm-hmm. but I think that that has to take time. So for me, I had to weigh the, the, the conversation of, do I just slap a bunch of like ads and you know, yeah. distractions on my blog? Don't want to do that. My blog is very, it looks really good today. And I feel mm-hmm. like you, you have to make those, uh, you know, those uh, decisions with integrity. Like, do you mm-hmm. need this? Like, how much is this worth for you? Like, what is the actual cost, right? Before you mm-hmm. make money, you have to count the cost of anything. For me, the cost was like people coming in and being distracted from the message, right? Me monetizing something too soon, right? Taking away the actual value, which is being able to focus. Because if you go on my blog right now, you can focus on the content. You can think through it. You can muse on it without something popping up at you that might mm-hmm. distract you or or mm-hmm. just kind of lead your, your thoughts astray. So I think yeah. monetization is about the how, the when, you know, and and also the why, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we, you know, and, and I think I, I have a good why for sure. But I can't think about the why as in I want to do this all the time, you know, every, all day, every day. And I can isolate that from the how and the when. They all have 100%. to kind of come together. Yeah. I think one of the things that I said to you, because I always say it, and I'm only quoting, not necessarily that we're quoting, just I've heard snippets from somebody, and this one was from Gary Vaynerchuk, right? I'm not necessarily, I listen to him a lot, but because I'm really interested in one point, and he said, if you have a, if your passion is about Smurfs, Mm. You'll find a way to monetize Smurfs, right? Yeah. I think you're passionate about Smurfs. So for me, I think I think that's what he said. This is what I say. I say that we're, and this was actually said in, in a podcast with uh, with uh, Charlie Robertson, um, mm. um, just a few, what early September, so so a little while back. Yeah. And in essence, we're talking about attention economy, and really in reality, so so nowadays we see attention economy as as how many people are on Facebook? How many people are on Instagram? That's attention, mm. right? Yeah. And yeah. and people are investing in attention, right? Essentially, can you get eyeballs or can you get people to look at you, right? Yeah. You can do that by going boom, 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 boom. You can do that by building a tribe, your community and otherwise, right? Yeah. But in essence, the real thing of value is attention, right? Mm. And it, if you've got like attention, that. if you've got attention, you can always monetize it. One way yes. or another, you've got attention. That is true. And actually what he said as a Charlie Robinson as a macroeconomist is like that's kind of actually what's always been the case, right? Um, if you look two hundred, three hundred, actually like old companies and new companies, it was all about attention. The difference mm-hmm. is now we've got these these digital mediums or media, which means that I can I don't need a port and a really clear route to these large markets to get attention. I can yeah. be in um, Harare and have an internet connection and get attention from this tribe all around the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the thing is, to get attention is still the same way, right? You need you need to have a tribe, right? Ideally, to to get sustainable attention, yeah. you need to have a tribe that actually um, relates very strongly with yeah. you. And with yeah. the brand, which is an avatar of you, and if you can do that, um, you will find a way to monetize. But you're right; in between, it gets hairy, 
right? Absolutely. But the question yeah. is, as you said, if you're faithful with a few, you'll be, you know, um, you'll 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 be given more probably, and you'll be given faithful. More. You'll be yeah. faithful with more. So so yeah, yeah it, 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 it's everything. You know, we can build things faster nowadays. Um, mm -hmm. But 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 there's a lot of noise out there, um, and human noise. beings, human beings still the best way to resonate with human beings so just what you know that's who we're all selling to mm -hmm. is to really appeal to the thing that they believe in and yeah. to build a tribe around that so absolutely and i've seen people do a lot with a small tribe you know i think that that's 100%. another misconception that people have like i need a huge yeah. tribe to make any impact but it goes back to faithful with, with a little you expand exactly. from there you know but you 100%. have to start with with what you have and and 100%. build and uh, the building can be scary. It can take time. And that's okay, too. You know, I think that helps to train us because as humans, mm. we love speed, need for speed. Everything has to happen fast or yeah. it's not working. But that's exactly. not exactly, exactly true, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So, Dabby, tell us, um, what, have you got in, what have you got in store maybe over the next quarter, maybe lead to end of the year? And how can yeah. we follow you? Absolutely. So I have a blog right now and uh, I update it every couple of weeks. And so like that's something that you guys can follow. My blog is Quill and Cross, a quill like an Asian pen and yeah. cross dot com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Dabi underscore O O H. Um, so Dabi underscore O H. And um, I have a podcast coming up soon and that will be announced on my Instagram and on Quill and Cross mm. as well. And it's especially for those who are really interested in the content, but you know, our generation loves to see things and hear things more than exactly. them often. And so I just want to make sure that I'm catering to everyone that I've been sent to. And so, you know, check the blog out if you relate with any of the stuff on there you know there's ways to reach out to me on there you can reach out to me on my instagram as well i would love to hear from all of you guys and uh yeah thank you so much for having me today this has been a no. fantastic conversation no no thanks for sharing the thing i know what well done to you for actually like leaning in and just jumping in i just said feeling the fear and, and doing it anyway because uh, absolutely <laughs> it's scary to be vulnerable but you know yes. if you lead if you go and be vulnerable fantastic awesome things that change your life and others happen I happen so yes well done I to agree. you thank you to you for being vulnerable all right thank you so much nbc <laughs> awesome we'll cut it there If you like our content please write a review and share it with others to help us grow and to bring more interesting people on the journey with us to create brands for africa